All right. Hello. Idiots on Parade, D2 Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. Um, we are recording on New Year's Eve, kind of New Year's Eve day. We, were, we are recording on December 31st, and doing that, we thought we would do a year in review movie edition. We, we talk movies occasionally, and uh, we are going to discuss movies that we have seen this year, except the only problem is I only saw nine movies, Jake only saw three, and those are theatrical releases. Um, I mean, you might have watched other ones, right? Yeah, I, I have. Actually, I watched um, The Graduate the other day. You seen The Graduate with Dustin Hoffman? Not for over a decade. I saw it a long time ago, and I remember... I'll just, I'll just tell you my thoughts. I, I, I remember seeing it and going, this is considered a classic. I don't fucking get it. It just it bored the shit out of me. Dude, it... Okay, like, I thought it was well-written, and it, it did a good job of, of, of just sort of portraying some kind of character study. That being said, if you look at it, I can't believe they wanted me to cheer for that kid. Because, like, look at what he does. He goes and he fucks the wife of his, of his father's business partner at the beginning. Now, I can't really fault him for that so much. He was, he was a young virgin. He was being seduced, that kind of thing. But then he decides, well... I'm going to go out with her daughter and, oh, I'm in love with her daughter and I'm going to try to marry your daughter. And it's like, dude, I'm not, I'm not cheering for you anymore, man. Like that's, that's the thing about sleeping with older women. You can't really expect a long-term relationship with her daughter anymore. You live in LA. There's like millions of women whose moms you haven't boned yet. Why don't you go after one of them? But like, it's still, he like breaks up a relationship between her and some doctor and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be cheering for you? Like, I I, I feel bad for the, the mother's husband, you know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Because yeah. he, he was like a, a, a nice guy, he was giving the kids scotch at the beginning, he wasn't like a, like a douchey rich guy, he was like a self-made man, and you know, still seemed humble enough, and then I'm supposed to cheer for the trust fund baby of his business partner that wants to bang his wife and his daughter? Fuck that. Yeah, I, I I I vaguely remember that, but I, as I said, my overall, I just remember going, "This is a classic." Why? I mean, maybe because it showed a nipple on screen for a half a second. It was a good in, nipple, though, dude. To be fair, the nipple was pretty good. Yeah, the nipple was good, but I guess people weren't used to that at the time, so it was groundbreaking or something. I'll tell you this: I'll shit on another classic film. I haven't seen it again in fifteen, twenty years, but. I remember hearing so much about The Exorcist, and when I finally saw it, I just, I, I do not remember a fucking thing. I was so bored by it. Well, you know, and I, I was, like, I'll tell you this, anybody, I like slow, well-paced movies. It's not like I'm like, oh, nothing happens, I need hyper-editing right. Michael Bay bullshit. I just thought, I, I, I don't remember a thing about it, because I just remember staring at the screen going, this is fucking useless. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, yeah, I... I think it's one of those things where, like you said, it was just groundbreaking for the time. And when you look back at it in, in retrospect, it's just kind of like, well, it's, it's not really that graphic or startling or, or whatever compared to what we've seen since then. But I was actually listening to, I think it was Penn Jillette sort of talk about this. Stuff that truly is groundbreaking a lot of times is not going to look that good in the future just because since that like sort of changed the mold or opened up the door. Once that door was opened, 
other stuff afterwards got to be like, okay, okay let's do something that they kind of did, but better. So yeah. I'm going to do a better version of The Exorcist. And that's what people are going to look at in the future and like more. Because they were like, well, you know, The Exorcist was like a, a version of this other movie that came after, but not as good. So I think that's um, really why a lot of that stuff doesn't really get the shine from from future generations later. You know? I agree with that. And I also think it's because, and I'm not sure how to phrase this, society changes. And I'm going to go down a different path than movies, but it's the same idea of what is considered groundbreaking or I'm going to take it in a different direction. I'm going to take it in the direction of what is considered, I guess, um, I don't want to say evil or wrong, but to the detriment of society. How about that? Because if you remember, back in the day, Elvis was considered to the detriment of society because he was shaking his hips. And then in the early 1990s, Two Live Crew was considered a detriment to society because of their sexual lyrics. And, you know, everything just sort of, like, you compare Two Live Crew to Elvis, and then you look at lyrics today, and it's not that anything, it just changes. Do you want to say it's worse today, or are we more conditioned to it? Like, you look at Elvis today, and you're like, oh, that's not so bad. And the thing I really point home at is... Uh, when The Simpsons premiered, Bart Simpson was considered a negative influence on kids. They're like, oh, kids are going to emulate this Bart Simpson and be disrespectful to parents. We want more Leave it to Beaver from the 1950s and 60s. Well, shit, you look at Bart Simpson today, he's a staple of society. Like, he's not considered a brat anymore. Like, after, after Bart Simpson, South Park came along, and holy shit, you know, Stan, Kyle, Eric, and Kenny fucking hell and beyond as far as it goes as far as bart simpson goes does that make sense so it's yeah. the same thing as groundbreaking like bart simpson may have been a not a groundbreaking character but just society changes so things that were considered groundbreaking or classic or a detriment to society as society changes you can look back through the lens of nostalgia the lens of nostalgia and say eh, okay i i don't get it well yeah i i i agree with that right but i also think it's um that different things is, is, is considered offensive or are considered offensive now um, than, than back then. Like, I think that's another part of it too. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, we got desensitized to some of it, but then there's other stuff that, I mean, society really didn't seem to have much of a problem with back in the day that they do now, particularly um, uh, racist Racism, stuff, sexist yeah, stuff, homophobic sexism. stuff. For example, if you watch, um, the original Rocky movie. He basically date rapes Adrian. Go back and watch that fucking movie, dude. Uh, seriously, he date rapes her in one scene, and then the next scene they're just married with kids, and he's still the protagonist. Like, that's... It's just... It, it, it's not, like, a big deal in the movie. Like, it's such a small part of that fucking movie that you don't even really remember. You just have to go back and watch it now and be like, dude, that's, that's technically a felony. Not necessarily in the seventies, though. But yeah, uh, I mean, again, I'm not gonna. Uh, uh, Rocky is another film that I've gone back and watched and gone, eh, kind of nothing really happens until the end. You know, you're just sort of following this mopey guy around the entire film, and then there's the fight, and it's not really that compelling. I, I don't hate Rocky like I, I don't, you know, but I remember watching it, going, yeah, I, I want to watch Rocky. I haven't seen that in years, and sitting down and going, well, there's not really a lot going on here. Well, I don't know, man. Like, the 70s was a weird time for movies, though, because it, it really they, – they kind of wanted to go down this artsy path that would either, like, really, really, really go over well or really not so well. It would it would just be like a, 
a UFC fight where they're just kind of tangled on the ground for a while, or a boxing fight where they're just well, kind of jabbing at yeah, each other. Yeah, where they're dancing around one another. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I don't know, man. It was, it was weird. Like it would, it they were all about, um, character studies and like personal journeys and stuff. And there were so many of them where nothing would really happen at the end. Like there was no fucking climax or confusion. It would just be like a dude going through life sad and then it gets sadder for him. And then he just stares at a sunset and credits come up. <laughs> and that's a whole fucking movie. And you're just like, what did you wait? That was Jack Nicholson. Like after he was famous, why the fuck would he do this? And I, I don't know, man, it was just, it was just 70. But then, but then sometimes that shit would really work, like Taxi Driver. Or something. Well, I was just gonna say, let's let's translate that. Like, I can still watch, and we'll 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 bring this into today with with comparisons. I can still watch like American Graffiti, which nothing happens in, and I still love the original Mad Max, where nothing happens, but it's still to me a compelling nothing, and I don't know why. And maybe that's the difference between what I think is a good film versus what someone else, and then it's just opinion. Like, some people might See, look that's at the, thing, dude. the I, Exorcist I, I, and say, yeah. I love The Exorcist. Right. I mean, I I guess I, I have to say I, I like The Exorcist, but then again, I haven't seen it in probably 20 years at least. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've, I've really gone back and, and rewatched it. Now, granted, I didn't see it when it came out because I wasn't even a gleam in my daddy's nutsack yet, but... Uh, I, I did watch it when I was a little kid with my mom, and that's that's when I saw it. And uh, I, I I will say though that I didn't like the first Mad Max that much, man. I kind of oh. like watched it later. I like, I like, dude. I like Return. Of, I, I I liked the, the the second two. Those were the ones I liked, man. The fucking Road Warrior and uh, Return to Thunderdome. The fucking uh, the the one with. Uh, Tina Turner, but then my beyond favorite one was the, one with just the, a... the fucking guy with the hockey mask. Yeah, yeah, just no. walk away. That fucking shit. When was the last time you saw Thunderdome, though? Thunderdome. I think it was Beyond Thunderdome. I'm not positive. Yeah, dude. Honestly, that, that one's been a while too. See, you watch seen... that one. Road Warrior to me stands up, but you watch Thunderdome, and it is two movies. The first half with just walk away and all. Just Walk Away is actually um, Road Warrior. That's part yeah, it was two. Road but, Warrior. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that, that Thunderdome. Was my one, dude. We were they fighting over that fucking big gas tanker. Yeah, the outpost. Um, yeah. But but uh, Thunderdome. You watch that, and the first half or the first quarter with where they're in Barter Town and uh, two men enter, one man leave. All that is fantastic. Yeah, that was just and shit. the instant Mel Gibson gets put into the desert and discovers the kids and because it turns. Horrific! It's like they made. Honestly, I don't even remember the second movies. half that you're talking about. I think exactly. I it out of my head like a kid is... that got molested at summer camp, dude. Yes, and that's. I mean, try watching it. I remember the last time I did watch it, I was so into it, going, "Oh my gosh, this is bringing back all my memories." I, I love this film. It's so quotable. And then he ends up taking care of the kids and leading, and, and I just I turned it off. I didn't even watch the end of the movie because it became so bad, disjointed. Whatever happens, it's literally like they changed movies halfway through. The first half is exciting and compelling, and then they brought in a new writer and said, "Let's make a family movie with kids, and he's going to rescue them." And it just it turns fucking awful. But that's why I brought up Mad Max is because we were going to do a year in review of these movies, and Mad Max is one we both actually saw. What did you think of the the reboot, dude? I thought it was pretty good, and I I do not say that lightly because I am always on this podcast bitching about sequels 
and remakes. And I, I thought I thought it was a good fucking movie, man. They, they yeah. didn't try to like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna fucking redo Mad Max. It was just like, here's a dude who's sort of Australian and is kind of like Mel Gibson in the first ones, but not really. It's not the same character. It's just an Australian dude in the desert looking for gas. And and yeah. then it was like a big chase scene that they made fun and action-y. And yeah, I, I, I thought it was a pretty good movie, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I remember the only thing I did not like about it is I could have used maybe two or three less shots of the flamethrower guitar guy. Because the first time you see yeah, it, it's really like... Yeah, they really overdid it with that guy, yeah. man. The first time you see it, it's like, whoa, that's just sort of freaky and weird. And, you know, like someone thought to throw that in. Okay, that's weird. But then by the 10th time they're cutting to it, you're like, okay, you you just, you can stop cutting to him. If you see him once, it's compelling in a strange way. But by the 10th time you see him, you're like, well, how long has he been playing that fucking guitar? Yeah, I mean, the only only reason that a blind flaming guitar man is cool in, in, a, in a combat chase scene is because you don't really see that kind of thing that often. Yeah. But if you see it throughout the whole movie, it's just like you get you get tired of it. He's only got one trick, you know? Yeah. But I the thing I loved about it is uh, the bait and switch, if you want to call it that, um, that really pissed off certain small penis men who have, I guess they're called men's right activists. I heard about it. They, they were complaining that they said Mad Max was a pussy and Charlize Theron was the hero. And in a way she was. And I love that about the film. I thought having a strong, powerful female protagonist that Gibson was sort not Gibson, that uh, Tom Hardy was sort of partnered with and equal, if somewhat lesser than, I thought that was fucking phenomenal. I thought it was a female empowerment film and I loved it. Yeah, it, it worked. It's weird. Any, okay. Any, any rights group, I don't give a fuck whether you're and, and men's rights groups are basically like fucking rapist apologists. It's, it's, well, like it's I said, there's like, a bunch of small penis guys make, that well, are. Well, they make a handful of good points about like, yeah, dudes tend to get dicked over in divorce court, even though it's fucking yeah, not yeah, necessary yeah. anymore. I mean, they have a handful of ones, but then they they just fucking go off on these weird tangents. Any any group, I don't give a fuck what group you're part of. But you're like you're like I'm I'm a I'm a rights group for for these fucking people, but I'm bitching about a movie. Like, fuck you, you know? You, you're not, you've clearly taken your eye off the ball somewhere. If the worst thing that your group has to deal with is the new Mad Max movie, I don't really give a fuck about anything going on with your group. So you better either find something that I give a shit about or or get day jobs, man. I will agree and disagree with you. The, the way I, how, how do I phrase this? popular culture, movies and television have such an influence on society that I can see being upset if they're used in the wrong way. The problem is the people that are complaining are usually complaining about something that's good, such as I remember when Christian groups complained about Ellen coming out of the closet and having a out lesbian on television probably did soften people to the idea of, oh, lesbians are just, you know, like us or gay people. Because I remember back uh, in the 80s, there was a show called Kate and Allie with Jane Curtin from Saturday Night Live and was it Cat? I can't remember who. But either way, they did an interracial kiss where there, there was a power outage and they were on an, ele- uh, an elevator and it was dark and they couldn't see. And so the woman's talking to the man and they get along and like, hey, maybe we should go on a date. And the lights come up. And it's a black guy and a white woman. And like, whoa. And that was big for the 80s. So if you're doing something progressive, 
you you do change things by making it normal like hey you know a lesbian big deal the problem okay, is I, I, as I'll i said the people complaining i half agree with you because yeah. i think that it's half you know they're making it seem a little bit acceptable by doing this right but i think it's also half this is a portrayal of what's going on in society it yes it's going yes. on in society like i, I agree don't with think that you would have seen the interracial kiss in the 50s you know it's not because right. people in hollywood didn't want to do it it's because that's not what was going on in society, right? So, I I, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I think yeah. it's it's it's. It can... But where I agree with you is the people that are complaining are usually complaining for the wrong reasons. There's a black man with a white woman. There's a lesbian on TV. There's a female, you know, being more strong than Mad Max. You know, that's where the problem is. Is they're just whining about bullshit right. that they don't like. Yeah. No. I I will say that. Um, the new Mad Max movie showed to me just how fucked Mel Gibson's career in any kind of mainstream cinema is because he did a trilogy of Mad Max movies. Like, that's what made him famous. That's what yeah. made him fucking huge. And he did not even get a single second of cameo time. And that, to me, was Mad just Max. sad. I would have loved to have seen a cameo. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen him as the bad guy, you know, but... They should have done that. He just he just spouts up. He's just some weird old anti-Semitic man in the desert looking for gas. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's pissed off. Or he's looking for Jews. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I know the Jews are out here wandering somewhere and I'm going to find them. That's what Jews do. They wander through the desert and I'm hunting them down. It wouldn't be a post-apocalyptic world without those hook-nosed sons of bitches ruining it. <laughs> they start all the wars. And that's a quote he actually said was, Jews cause all the wars, so that would be perfect. All right, uh -huh. let's, do, let's do the next one. This is the big one. 70s film, modern film, Star Wars. We've both seen it. Go that ahead. It's fucking great, dude. I, I, oh, I I'm so be... glad you agree with me. I fucking loved it. And here, go ahead. I'll let you go first. Dude, I, I will say that there was parts of it I fucking didn't like, okay? Uh, namely, I can't take the new Darth Vader seriously, that Kylo Ren or whatever, because when he takes his helmet off about halfway through, he looks like a total pussy. He's yeah. like the school <laughs> shooter of the dark side, dude. Not, I can't take him seriously. And that's why I like him, because he Fuck is... that. Oh, I like that, because it's modern. Uh. When he took it off, I'm like, well, no, because I love the scene where he lost it against the, the dashboard uh, where the guy said uh, the, the droid got away, and he, he has his emo moment and beats the shit out of the control panel. Yeah, no, I, I just like that he fucking loses it, man. Yeah, I, so he know. takes off his helmet, you're like, well, no wonder he loses it. He's, he's just this fucking pussy emo school shooter. I like the development of his character. You can't have him be evil from the beginning. Where he goes from here after killing Han, spoiler alert to anyone that hasn't seen it, um, his dad, this is where it gets interesting. So I like the fact he was sort of a conflicted emo pussy because it, it it's different. You always see the, the badass evil character like Snoke. Snoke is pure evil, the, 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 the big bad guy who's controlling uh, uh, Ben Solo. I can't, you know, like you said, Kylo Ren. So I like the fact that he was not the ultimate evil bad guy, that he had these powers that but he was also a sort of an emo pussy. I sort of enjoyed that. I I didn't, man. I because now I I feel like if he didn't have the lightsaber, I could fucking put him in a headlock and give him a wedgie. <laughs> so I can't really respect you. Like, how you gonna have, have the Star Wars villain look like an actual Star Wars nerd? Like, did, did George <laughs> Lucas decide whichever nerdy white virgin shows up to one of my fucking uh, 
conventions with the most toys still in the box gets to be the new Darth Vader. That's bullshit, man. Well, let me tell you. Well, there's two things. I, I, I saw it. I've seen it twice. And the first time I saw it, I left the theater. And I said, you know what? I liked it. I thought it was pretty good, really good. But I didn't. it didn't live up to 30 years of anticipation for me. But then... As a, I, I waited a week, and the longer the week went on, the more I thought, you know, I kind of want to see that again, just to see if my emotions were correct. And the second time I saw it, dude, I loved it because I wasn't sitting there anticipating or trying to figure out or well, yeah, having dude, expectations. Met. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't compare it. Like, oh, it's just going to be as good as those original three that he made in the fucking seventies and eighties. That's what you got to let go of, and you'll. And here, love here's it. the thing: when you see it the second time, I think it is as good. I mean, because that's what it took me back to is when I realized there are little subtle moments in there that I can't think of right now, but I remember seeing it at the time and going, whoa, I didn't notice that the first time. How tricky of them. But I really, here's the one thing I did not like about the film, and I think I will probably take this to my grave. We live in a time of surveillance. We have the Patriot Act. We have cell phones getting tapped. We have, you know, we're spying on Germany and everything is surveillance. We didn't have that in 77 when the first Star Wars came out. So I would have liked one line of dialogue in the new Star Wars where somebody said, oh, they have a death planet? Our intel said that wasn't going to be ready for two more months or something like that. But they treated it like a complete surprise, like, holy shit, there's a new death planet that's launching laser bombs and taking out... Like, where is your spy system? Where is your intelligence? Where is your fucking... That bothered me because... You know, I just, you're putting together a laser beam in an entire planet and no contractor is going to go, hey, uh, the, the, the First Order is building something over here. You might want to take note of this. Yeah, no, it's, it's true, man. You probably would need a lot of people to build that. That being said, I can kind of give them a pass on a little bit just because it is a whole galaxy. There's a whole lot of dark spots for them to hide in. You know what I mean? They yeah, got a lot yeah. of sunlight or whatever. I get, you know. I could ju- just because of the, the sheer amount of space that they have, I'll sort of suspend my disbelief. But yeah, I, generally speaking, on this planet, it is hard to build an entire evil planet without uh, somebody. We're getting about out. It. I will say there is one other thing that I would like to do when I see it, whenever it is. I don't know if I'll see it in the theater again or I bet. I do want to sit down with a stopwatch because at the end, when they say, okay, 15 minutes till ready to launch. And then they're like two minutes to launch, thirty seconds. I'm I'm pretty sure their timing is way off because I was sitting in the theater going thirty. Like I I could be wrong, but it just seemed like that was an awfully long fifteen minutes, and a lot happened. And there were time yeah. jumps. It's like Kylo is in the thing, and then he's out in the. But I would like to see if the timing matches up. Probably but, not. Uh, but then again, I guess if 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 you had uh, if you had somebody held down from. Uh, I, I I don't know the, whoever the hell made the movie. J.J. Um, Abrams. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you were interrogating him under waterboard, right? Like I, I think what he would say is that some of that shit that was happening with some of the characters was going on at the same time that other shit was happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd have so, to see. I I think they show the same characters, but I get what you're coming uh, from. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I, I would have to go back and watch it again, too, man. I will say I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't have a kid um, of Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia 
because no. for those of you, <laughs> an Alabama kid. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who, who who are fans of the series, you know that Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia had the first kiss at the beginning of Empire Strike Back. However, they didn't find out that they were actually brother and sister until the middle of Return of the Jedi. So that gives a whole lot of time for some Alabama family reunions, if you know what I'm saying. A little behind-the-scenes action. So I wanted there to be the you know, kid that they had and then abandoned out of shame, a little incest baby on that weird swampy planet that Yoda's from, and some droid takes him there. And they just show up, and there's some... some, some uh, fucking deliverance sitting on the... Jedi, yeah, with He's no sitting on the, with a fucking banjo. Strong in me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I use the force to wrestle gators and catch catfish without a fishing pole. Fishing poles for city boys ain't got no force in them. <laughs> like it would have been a way better movie. I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe they'll make it. Maybe they're saving that for the next one because you know now that Luke shows up at the end of the of this one, maybe that that'll be the next one as they go hunt down his. Uh, his half-breed baby, or whatever. Dude, you want maybe to call that's it. what he's doing on that fucking mountain that he's on. He's, just the uh, shamed. He's he's just hiding in fear of people. Yeah, dude. Out he maybe his maybe sister. him and Princess Leia had like a whole litter of fucking trailer park kids, man. And they're just in there. He's he's got them playing jugs and spoons and shit. And they have like a whole Jedi band. And see, because the Force would be really strong in them, right? Because. They got Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia, two Jedi parents, but they are inbred. Yeah, so, so they, they wouldn't be, be able like, to control it, you know. They yeah, would like they would be like the Rain Men of uh, <laughs> of, of the Force. They have like webbed lightsabers and shit like that, you know. They'd be like, there's definitely, definitely a Death Star, and I'm gonna uh, watch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow it up with my little shriveled hook hand. And it would just fucking crush it. Dude. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, that should that be is the a whole beautiful sequel. angle. I hope you're doing that shit on stage because that's wonderful. Uh, I think I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start doing that on stage, man. Fuck you it. should. My favorite thing is, and, and you we, we we shouldn't talk about this too much because we've talked about it in the past a lot. But again, George Lucas just gave another interview where he said he's a not pissed that he sold it to Disney, but he he sort of took a couple jabs at Disney and said, well, they didn't use my ideas at all, and I don't like the direction they're doing. And it's yeah, like, it's because they fucking saw episodes one through yeah, three, goddammit. exactly. That's the whole point is because you suck, because you just, you lost it. You're a, did you, um, have you heard the controversy over the first line in the new movie? I, I, okay, I read the article that you sent me. I didn't have time to watch that whole interview, though, man. I, I want to go No, 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 that, that interview was George Lucas. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't, that wasn't what I'm talking about now. That was where Lucas said, oh, they didn't take my ideas. No, there's a, there's an online discussion about the very first line in the movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, so the very first line in the movie is the Max von Sydow character hands the uh, the, the piece, uh, the, the, the data chip to Poe and says, this will begin to make things right or begin to set things right. But basically, he says, this, will, this is going to be the beginning of something new and good. And people are saying that's sort of a jab at Lucas saying, hey, forget the prequels. This movie is the start of a new era. And I I like that idea. I like the idea of the screenwriter taking a shit on Lucas with the very first line of the movie saying, sit back, you in the movie theater. This is going to be okay. We're, we're done with the prequels. And some people say, no, that's not what they meant. Or, I mean, because the, the line is obviously about... 
the movie, like, this will help you find Luke Skywalker, things are going to get better, but it has a dual meaning. I don't know. I kind of like it as taking it as a stab at Lucas. I do too, man. I, I don't know. I, it's probably a fucking coincidence. Who knows? But, I, dude, you know who I think is a good villain in that movie? The, the oh, fuck, that, the other guy. I, I don't know his name, but he's, like, the officer or whatever. You know how Oh, the got, general? Like, what's up? The general, the guy that was, was yeah, standing before Snoke in front of him? fucking guy looks like a Nazi Putin. Well, does, and they dude. fucking played up the Nazi angle really well, yeah. didn't they? With that fucking rally where he is shouting and be right before dude, they... Dude, that was the shit. I even turned to my girlfriend in the theater. I was like, that fucking guy looks like Putin. I was hoping at the end of the movie, that guy would kill that fucking crybaby, that new Darth Vader's bitch or whatever. <laughs> and then he would be the fucking new bad guy. That's what I thought was going to happen on that railing. Like, I, I knew Han Solo was going to die or whatever. Yeah. Because he's walking out on that thing and... I remember my girlfriend said she was all surprised. And I'm like, really? He's walking out on a skinny platform? He's like, hey, well, oh, let's just, just have this little talk out here on the fucking confrontation platform with no uh, no hand railings or nothing. Not, not, not just that, but, but Harrison Ford made it very clear that he wanted to die in Jedi. So it's like the only way to get him to come back to the series is like, hey, we'll give you your wish. Han gets to die. Like, it makes sense, but okay. Yeah, it, I... I I can't see him signing on for two more movies, man. <laughs> I think, yeah. In fact, that's what I said. As soon as, as soon as he stabbed him with a lightsaber, I turned to my girlfriend. I was like, "Look, like Harrison Ford only signed a contract for one of these goddamn movies." <laughs> that's that's what happened. That was the real behind the scenes action. Was he was like, "I would do one fucking more, only because I need money to pay for medical bills from crashing a World War II plane." Um, that's the only reason I'm doing this goddamn movie right now. I think that's what happened. He loves to crash. He fucking he's crashed a helicopter and a plane. He's yeah. crashed a helicopter too. That was a, a while ago, I believe. He, really? He in, yeah. Well, he's a pilot. He loves flying those things. He lives in Colorado, so whenever a hiker gets lost, he takes his heli up and goes looking for him. Yeah, I, I heard on uh, Adam Carolla's podcast that he absolutely fucking hates being called Han Solo in real life. Oh, oh yeah. Being annoyed by Indiana Jones doesn't mind it so much. Hates. Just the fucking Star Wars craze and the nerdy fandom. Yeah. And fucking absolutely hates. That's why I was surprised he even did the new movie, honestly, man. It, oh, he did it for tell, nostalgic purpose. In tell, like, he used to be a carpenter. You can yeah. tell he's like a fucking, like, a tough blue collar dude yeah. who, like, you know, he fucking hates that shit, man. And I, yeah. It's it's just funny, but if he died in a, in a, in a plane crash, you know his obituary would be full of Han Solo references. Man. Oh, yeah. Like, that's why he can't fucking die like that. But that does make sense why his kid would turn to the dark side in the movie. Because, like, look at that kid without this, the, the lightsaber shit. You know that Han Solo used to beat the fuck out of that kid when he was growing up. You know what or I mean? Or just like, look at him as a disappointment. Like, God, I'm so macho and you're just such a pussy. That's you what know? I'm saying. Like the kid He was, wanted a quarterback and he got a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Yeah, he's coming home from school going, Dad, this girl stole my milk box at lunch, and then she she <laughs> took my Captain Kirk toy out of the box and lost two-thirds of the value. And he was like, shut the fuck up. You're 16 years old. You are such a disappointment. I hate you. And then he beat the shit out of him, and then he, he was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm taking a lightsaber to class tomorrow. Turn to the dark side. Okay. All right, well, I got exciting news for you. The battery on the recorder is dying, but we're over 30 minutes, so. We are. Yeah, it went fast because we're having fun. That was a quick one, man. 
All right, let me quick run down the movies you didn't see. Sicario, fantastic. Everybody see it. Inside Out, fantastic. Everybody see it. The Big Short, fantastic. Everybody see it. Avengers 2, Mission Impossible 5, eh, you know, I, I thought they were fun. I liked them, but I wouldn't say go see them. Fast and Furious 7 was not as big and stupid and fun as Fast and Furious 6. You go see a Fast and Furious movie because it's supposed to be stupid and fun, and that wasn't. And then The Martian, I just didn't like. Jake, what was your last film that you saw, and do you recommend it? I, I saw Interstellar. I, I recommend it, but only if you don't have shit to do that day. Very long. Um, I, I, I like dumb. I'm a sucker for futuristic movies. I, uh, you know, I, I like I like space shit. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I will say one more thing with the Star Wars movie, man. If they would have just had him kept his fucking helmet on until that scene where he kills Han, if they would have done that, they would have made it believable. Like it, I, I would have maybe believed that Han's going to bring him back. You know what I mean? Like, like if they would have had sort of a fight on there and then Han said some, like, I am your father. Like, cause you know, they were referencing that fucking scene at, at the end of Emperor Strikes Back with that whole thing on the, that little landing thing on the right. platform. Yeah. And so if he would have kept it on until then, and then he takes it off and they do the whole thing like they did, then it's believable. Then I believe maybe Han's fucking bringing it back or something. And it wouldn't have seemed as, I, I, I don't know, dude, I just, couldn't they have cast a tougher looking fucking guy for that? That just disappoints the hell out of me. Like, I love that there's been so many school shootings in this country that that's the new face of terror. <laughs> you know, like, are we going to make him look like a tough biker? You know, maybe like a, like a gang member, like, like a black or Latino, you know, drug dealer of like a face tattoos. No. No, no, because those guys really only kill other guys that look like that over turf disputes. I don't really look like that, so I'm not afraid of them. Ooh, nerdy white virgin. Their victims are random, and it happens every two weeks. That's fucking And that's horrifying. why I like it. That's why it's perfect. All right, kids, what do you think? Do you, do you like Kylo Ren, or do you think, are you on Jake's side? Uh, better Jake be on Vember. my side, com. listeners. Oh, my Nathan, God, that fucking made me angry. NathanTimmel.com. All right, later. Later.